0: A Growth Mindset, Uniscoops and the Benefits of Looking for Doubt. My name is Jonathan Tineke and this is Better Uni Choices. This week we learn all about what it means to have a growth mindset and how it really is critical as you learn and develop. We hear about uni scoops, a rather wonderful initiative from a couple of Oxford students, and we hear some pretty challenging advice from Mark Manson, author and filmmaker. We'll start with a growth mindset. What exactly is it? And, spoiler, it's nothing to do with just being smart. I've recently been reading Mindset by Carol S. Dweck. The book is a full and frank discussion of two different types of mindset a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, and the consequences of being stuck with the former. A person with a fixed mindset believes they are either dumb or smart, they can't change it. A person with a growth mindset believes that being dumb or smart isn't the issue. They can learn, improve and get better, whatever their starting point is. Early on in the book, she describes the two mindsets in such extraordinary terms that I'm going to repeat quite a chunk of it here. And I hope you find it as useful as I did. When you enter a mindset, you enter a new world. In one world, the world of fixed traits, success is about proving you're smart or talented, validating yourself. In the other, The world of changing qualities, it's about stretching yourself to learn something new, developing yourself. In one world, failure is about having a setback, getting a bad grade, losing a tournament, getting fired, getting rejected. It means you're not smart or talented. In the other world, failure is about not growing, not reaching for the things you value. It means you're not fulfilling your potential. In one world, effort is a bad thing. It, like failure, means you're not smart or talented. If you were, you wouldn't need effort. In the other world, effort is what makes you smart or talented. You have a choice. Mindsets are just beliefs. They're powerful beliefs, but there's something in your mind and you can change your mind. So, what of my own mindset experience? Well, throughout most of the first 20 years of my career, if I'm brutally honest, I had a pretty fixed mindset. I was convinced that I was smart and that i proved that I was smart. I had top grades at school, got into the University of Edinburgh, and even got elected as VP of the Student Union. Yep, I was smart. When I graduated, I started working in schools liaison for a university as one of the very first full-time schools liaison officers in the country. I progressed naturally and expected to because I was good and understood the work better than anyone else. Or so I thought. I sought new challenges to manage teams and build my career, not so that I could learn but so that I could prove that I was right all along, that I really was the best in the business. I honestly thought that getting the job as Director of Student Recruitment at Imperial College was the pinnacle. I had proved that I was great. Except, of course, uh, I wasn't. And when I handed in my resignation for that job, a job that, if truth be told, I had horribly struggled in, I was devastated. I was not the best after all. I was not up to it. Now, ten years on... I've had the most transformative years of my whole career. A role I landed almost by accident turned out to stretch and challenge me in a way that I could not possibly have imagined. And in the process, it turned my mindset 180 degrees. This was tech startup Unibody. As the first business employer at Unibody, I literally had to learn new things every day. From setting up a new CRM system in an afternoon, to learning the intricacies of the new GDPR data protection legislation, to determining sales strategies and staff incentives. You name it, pretty much everything I had to do was new to me and new to all of my colleagues too. And during my time with Unibody, I was surrounded by people with an incredible mindset. Unlike me, they didn't seem to want to prove they were smart. They wanted to learn, to grow and to be better. One of the most amazing examples was Yahya. He was our head of product and we had a conference coming up where we wanted him to share our product roadmap. More than this, we wanted to give insight into the process behind the developments, why we were doing this, and how we had come to the decisions. To make sure everyone was in top form, Diego, the CEO, insisted that each presenter had the coaching they needed to make the presentations as good as possible. And we hired a consultant to do this. Yahya prepared a great set of slides, but his presentation was not good. He stuttered, went way too fast, and got the timing on his jokes all wrong. And yet... He took on every single bit of feedback. He practised and practised. And way after the consultant was gone, we worked and worked on that presentation together. On the day, he absolutely nailed it. He had the audience literally eating out of the palm of his hand. In a pretty strong field, his was the standout session. That was true growth mindset right there. I'm embarrassed to admit that I was the only member of the team who didn't present to the consultant. The CEO knew that it was a step too far for me at the time. I wonder how much better I could have been if I'd fully embraced the growth mindset in the way that Yahya did. In truth, I didn't consciously decide to change my mindset, and those who I worked with will confirm that sometimes I fought it. But over time, with support and encouragement from colleagues like Diego and Yahya, it happened, and I did change my view. It turned out to be the most rewarding period of my entire career. And now I'm far more excited about trying and learning new things than I ever was before. Until I started Better Uni Choices, I had never written a blog, let alone weekly articles. I'd never launched a newsletter, let alone committed to the rigour of one per week. I'd never posted regularly on LinkedIn or Instagram. Despite my marketing background, I'd never even created a commercial social post, a reel or a carousel, and I'd certainly never recorded and released a podcast. And yet, here I am doing all of the above, imperfectly, making mistakes, learning, improving, and loving it. So, what might you be able to take from this? How can you start applying this in your life if you think that you might be like the younger version of me, with a fixed mindset? Well, if you're listening to this, then you are somewhere on your journey towards applying to university, and so you've got some pretty important things coming up. You might have a UCAS personal statement to write. Perhaps you think you're smart enough just to write this on your own. You've read the basic instructions, you've got loads to say. How hard can it be? Or perhaps, worse still, you don't think you can do it at all. Your fixed mindset is telling you that you aren't good enough, you haven't got enough to say, and even if you did, you don't know how to say it. Frankly, both of these positions are just nonsense. There are so many ways you can learn, improve what you do, and ultimately do better. Read my personal statement guide. Listen to the Top Tips podcasts watch university videos, or even join a group chat like the one offered by the University of Leicester on their personal statement hub. And once you've read a little, you can simply start writing. The growth mindset will tell you that you can do it, that the first attempt won't be perfect, but that's okay, because then you'll seek help from friends, family and experts. With their help, the second version will be so much better, and the third, fourth and fifth versions will be better still. If you think you can't write a personal statement, you might be right. But you can learn how, and once you learn, you'll have no difficulties at all. And if you think you can write the perfect personal statement already, then just imagine how much better it could be if you put in the effort, listened to the advice of experts, and applied them to your statement. You'll also definitely have some studying and revising to do. Perhaps you think that no matter how much you revise, the information just doesn't go in. You aren't smart enough to remember it, let alone understand it. Or perhaps you think you've got study nailed already. You have your routine, your revision timetable, and you are just fine, thanks, because you are smart. Once again, these positions are just nonsense, and in both cases, you need to think again. In last week's podcast, we discussed some lesser-known study skills techniques. These have the potential to make a real difference. For those of you who are struggling, they might just get you going in ways you didn't think were possible. For those of you who think you're doing okay, it's possible they might make you even better. Don't just follow my advice. Go and see your teachers one-to-one and ask them for their specific advice just for you. They'll know where you are and will be happy to give you hints and tips that will either get you up to scratch or will stretch and challenge you. They'll know what you need and will love giving you that extra support. You just have to ask and approach them with a growth mindset. Some of you might have university interviews coming up. With a fixed mindset, you'll probably approach university interviews with one of two positions. Either you'll think, I've got this, I know my stuff, and I will be alright on the day. Or you'll think, oh crap, I can't do this, I've never had an interview before, it's going to be a disaster. Once again, both of these positions are just a nonsense. Just because you're smart does not mean it will be okay on the day, and it doesn't mean you can't learn more about the process and get even better. And just because you've never had an interview does not mean it will be a disaster. So start by listening to my podcast on university interviews. It's in episode 21. Whatever you think you know already, you'll know a whole lot more after just 20 minutes. And then just practice, practice, practice. Ask your teacher, your parents, your friends. Go out of your way to find ways of practicing your interviews, even if it's just you on your own talking through possible questions outlined in your bedroom. The reality is that interviews are just about the perfect example of something where preparation and practice really are the things that make the difference. You can do this. Still not convinced? Well, if you're not convinced and don't believe that learning and practice will make you better, smarter and stronger, then Carol Dweck has a couple of questions for you. Number one, think of a real-life hero of yours. Do they have extraordinary abilities? Or did they just work hard? Find out and admire them even more. Two, when did a fellow student outdo you? Are they better or cleverer than you? Or did they just use better strategies, worked harder or practised more? If you're honest with these questions, you are going to have to concede, like I did, that your abilities are not fixed. With a growth mindset, you can do so much more. We move on to this week's Did You Know? Two students at the University of Oxford have set up the most wonderful and simple thing. It's a weekly newsletter, and each week you get three or four short, thought-provoking articles. Each article gives you an easily digestible introduction to an interesting academic conundrum. Things like, philosophy. Can Taylor Swift actually make you emotional? You get a brief discussion, some points to consider, and further reading to look at. It's the perfect way to start stretching your thinking beyond the usual school curriculum. Just have a look for yourself at uniscoops.com. This week's quote of the week comes from Mark Manson, writer and filmmaker. Instead of constantly searching for certainty, he says, it's more effective to look for doubt. What can you potentially be wrong about? What beliefs could be improved upon? What could potentially change? Those are the more effective questions, he says. Finding out you're wrong, it doesn't feel good, but it's necessary. It's necessary to become a better human being. This is taken from the film version of The Subtle Art of Not Giving A. Now, despite the rather sweary title, I'm happy to recommend the film and book to anyone who wants to be challenged about how to live a good and happy life. Next time we ask the question, when it comes to your university choices, are you a driver or are you a passenger?